Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We are glad that you are tuning in for today's message. If you would like to submit a prayer request, please email us at amen at r4sq.org. Stay tuned for today's message. We pray it encourages you and empowers you to follow after Christ. Enjoy. God bless. Why am I going through this? And God said, because you choose to. You see, we put ourselves in situations. And we choose to go through the same thing over and over and over again because we refuse to move from where we are. And the majority of the time is because of fear. And God says, but I have not given you the spirit of fear. But one of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, we have to understand that. God says, I've given you power. Who's the power? The Holy Spirit of God. Who's the love? The Holy Spirit of God. Who's the sound mind? The Holy Spirit of God. So the first thing you have to do is develop a faith and a trust in the Holy Spirit of God. But you can't do that unless you acknowledge the Holy Spirit of God. Now, here's the big thing. You have to acknowledge that you're worthy of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I want you to understand something. God has told you that he gave you a helper. He made the decision that you were worthy of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, if God said that you were worthy of the Holy Spirit of God, are we in a position to argue? So you need to accept the Holy Spirit of God, you need to accept that God saved you for a reason, and you need to accept that God has given you the tool that you need to move forward. You see, you can sit back and contemplate the woods, and you can look at them and, I wonder what's out there. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Lord, but what if? What if is fear? But see, when the what ifs come up, that's when we need to learn to say, but God. That's when you need to know that, you know what? I may get out in the woods, but I'm not getting out in the woods by myself. God created the woods. He created the stars by which man is able to navigate through the woods.
Oh, and by the way, if he parted the waters for the children of Israel, he'll make a part in the woods for you. You see, but first, you got to be willing to go to the edge of the woods. So God will know that you're trusting him to go through the woods. You see, the enemy will try very hard to get you to doubt. The first thing he will do is try to get you to doubt yourself. And to doubt even that you're saved in the first place. Now, I want to thank you, Lord. Oh, he's taking us in a different direction. Okay. Why is he able to cause you to doubt? Because of where you're sitting. Because the enemy will cause you to have a very quick vision of where you just came from. And you'll still keep identifying with that. You're standing, even though it may be inches away, on that safe beach of salvation. But because you still see what you came out of, the enemy uses that. But what does God tell you? He says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. See, what you got to do is see what God still has not yet done in you yet. What you have to start seeing is your future and not your past. See, you can't go forward if you're still looking back over here. The enemy still be tying you to this stuff over here. And God said, no, I want you over here. By the way, how many times have you gone through that same situation and haven't you realized this isn't good yet? See, you want a deeper, richer relationship with me. He says it's going to take some risk. It's going to take some risk. See, you, 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 you couldn't get to a deeper, richer relationship with my daughter over here unless you were willing to take some risk. See, we're willing to ask some questions that maybe you might not want the answers to. See, be willing to want to say, uh, 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 baby, um, what is it that's going to make you happy? You know, when you start going beyond yourself and you start wondering now, if I ask this question, it's going to open that door to where, because once I ask, I ain't got no excuses. I'm going to have to give her what she's saying she needs. It's risky business. Developing a relationship. Because it means you open the door to obligation. And how many of you know we have problems with um, <clears throat> obligation? 
because I don't I don't want to be beholden to anyone else but um, me. See, and God says, no, 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 no. No greater love can a man have than to lay down his life for a friend. He said, we should consider ourselves what? The least of these. In other words, for the sake of your wife, you become nothing. For the sake of your husband, you become nothing. And in your becoming nothing for each other, you become everything for each other. You see, in the midst of becoming nothing for God, you become something for God. I know it's hard to grasp because God is totally illogical. He is totally illogical. That's what's so scary. Because our sense doesn't make sense to God. But see, God told us, lean not to your own understanding. Because as long as you're trying to understand something, you ain't going to move nowhere. been there but God I don't understand Lord help me understand and God says stop trying to understand just trust me your ways are not my ways your thoughts are not my thoughts just trust me because I am God and you're not. That's how he deals with this little boy. He goes back sometimes. He, he deals with me the way he says, you know, like with Job. He says, well, where were you when I formed the earth? Where were you when I put the stars in the sky? See, I wasn't even a thought in my father's, you see, because my father wasn't even here. You see, we have to come to the resolution that God is God. We have to start having a peace that God is infinite wisdom. But here's the other thing that's got to tie it all together. You've got to learn that God loves you. And God doesn't do anything to hurt you. All things work to the good of those who love the Lord. See, this whole thing of the woods is about trust. It's about trusting him for the next step. And this whole thing is about taking one foot and putting it in front of the other 
stepping into the unknown because the unknown is the new thing. You can't get to the new thing without being willing to step away from the old thing, trusting God that the new thing is a good thing. But this is about faith. The substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? Lord, I just want my life to be better. I want a deeper, fuller relationship with you. Lord, I want my relationship with people to be better. I want my marriage to be what it needs to be. I, 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 want, I want to be the son or the daughter or the parent that you want me to be. Well, God's saying where you are right now isn't working. Where you are right now isn't filling that space, filling that void. You've done all that you can do, all that you know how to do. So now let me take you beyond what you know how to do into the realm of what I know you need to do. And guess what? That means you're going where you don't know. You're going into things you don't understand. So that's a good thing. Because now he's going to take you to a place better than what you had. But see, we got to stop arguing with God. Lord, explain this to me first. I don't care how much God explains it to you, you'll never be comfortable with it. I'm telling you, you just got to roll with it. Remember the last time I was here and I told you that, you know, God was taking me on a journey for my job. Hmm. And then when I was praying and he said, now, look, Jordan, since you were 19 years old, you never missed a paycheck. That's all it took. He didn't have to explain nothing to me. He just reminded me that he's God. The situation presented itself and tried to say, now I said, now I ain't never, I ain't never been without a job. I ain't never had to file no unemployment. I ain't never had to, and then these people done done me wrong and the Lord tell me to be quiet. Didn't keep their word. But you know what? God said, I want you to serve and keep doing as unto me. And I served them right down to the last day of the contract. And everybody kept saying, well, you know, most people now, in that case, they'd have just bided their time and collected their paycheck. And I said, no, that's not the way God wants things done. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to share this with you because it's very important. Through that whole thing, and my wife will attest, not one worry. Not one minute of doubting God. She got on board with it, too. Not worried about it. And my wife likes security. But I'm going to tell you what. She wasn't one of them things, well, uh, Jordan, you know, you really need to be looking for what's coming up next with your job. 
you know, it's getting kind of close to that time when that contract's ending and um, you ain't got nothing else lined up. She didn't have to say that. I was working hard for the people that I was getting ready to leave. But you know something? I left there, got down to the last day. Left there, and you had those that appreciated my being there and said, I don't know what's wrong with this company. They're after mine. You shouldn't be going nowhere. I said, no, that's okay. What you going to do? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Lord's got me. He told me and he reminded me. And some people look at you like you're crazy. And others understand. But I left there. I went over to the contract agency that I was using. And I said, um, and here's what they told me. They said, Jordan, we can have you working in D.C. tomorrow. I said, I ain't going to D.C. <laughs> the Lord said, this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> well, we don't have anything local going on and so forth. And then he said, but you know what? Wait a minute. I know somebody who used to work over here, and they work over for this company. Maybe they might have something more local. I said, okay. I went to a job fair. But then I thought about it, and I said, you know what? Let me go over to this place here. And I went over to the place where he gave me. And they said, oh, we don't have nobody here by that name. I said, really? They said, well, what are you here for? And I said, well, this is, this is what I do. And they said, oh, you got a resume? I said, yeah. Gave it the resume. And they said, well, hang on a minute. Garrett, can you come up here? This young little boy come up here. You know, I call him young. I'm, I'm an old man anyway. So anyway, but he comes up. Nice young man. He comes up. He says, uh, what can I do for you? He says, well, and, he, and um, the lady told him, says, yeah, well, he's a safety professional. He needs such and such and so forth. And she goes, oh. And he looks at it and he says, well, to be honest, I'm just now starting to handle safety and engineering and so forth like that. So I really got to get an understanding of all this. So let me take a look at it, and then I'll call you. I said, okay. So I left. I went over to that job fair. He called me and said, uh, Jordan, you know, we just got a thing in from Toyota. And they're looking for a safety person. He says, we're wondering. He says, um, now, if I call them, is it okay for me to call them and see about, you know, if you're going to fit and if you set up an appointment? I said, sure. So he called them. Then he calls me back when I get finished this fair. He says, uh, Jordan, they'd like to talk to you. Oh, okay. Um, can we set up an appointment for this week? Sure. Uh, morning or afternoon? Afternoon. So I go over. Sit down in front of this panel. They ask me a whole bunch of questions. Give me a whole bunch of scenarios. I'm not just honest. I get up. They thank me for coming. And I walk out. Contract agency says, how'd it go? Fine. Well, can you elaborate? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it went fine. They asked me a bunch of questions. I gave me answers, and it's good. Oh, okay. A day later, he calls. He says, uh, Jordan, they want to know if you can start on such and such a day. You see, this is what God does. And not only does he do that. Now, I want you to get this. The contract that I left offered me nowhere near what I got with this new one. You see, I'm talking about benefits, vacation time, all of that as a contractor. You see, that's what God does when you stop worrying because he told you not to in the first place. He said, be anxious for nothing. That was a statement. It wasn't a question. He said, worry can add not one cubit to your stature. So if you think you're going to get taller by worrying, forget it. God says, relax. Take the journey with me. Step out. Now, I want to, and the reason I'm telling you this is because there's more to this story. Because I stepped into that contract world out of a good corporate position as the corporate safety person for the company I was working for. And the Lord sent somebody to call me and say, look, we need help. And at first, I wasn't considering it. And the Lord said, no, you need to do this. And I'm going, but Lord, you want me to step out from a secure position with my retirement and all this good stuff to go to Steelcase in Athens, Alabama as a contractor with no benefits? Mm-hmm. Oh, there goes the woods. <laughs> uh, honey, uh, the Lord is saying. You see, but I stepped out there. For a year and a half, I was only supposed to be there for a year, but I was there for six months longer. Why? Because the very person that I was sent to help, because that place was full of ministry, 1,200 people. I had no restrictions on being able to talk to people about God. The person that I came in to help was falling apart, literally falling apart. Took her to lunch because I wanted to find out, okay, what is going on? What is it that we need? Is the safety engineer was here? She broke down in tears during lunch. I'm so glad you're here. I'm going, my God, what did he got down here? <laughs> but see, over that year, I was able to minister to her as well as everyone else. Over that year, she was 
fretting about the job was overwhelming. She was fretting about her with relationships with her family and things like that. But I watched her grow and flourish through that year. But you want to know what? One day, the corporate person came down. And this is after I've been there for a year. And all of a sudden, the person says, um, Jordan, can you come to HR? I said, sure. I go to HR, and what happens? I'm sitting down. He goes, um, I just want to let you know that so-and-so is no longer with the company. And so forth. I'm going, what do you mean she's no longer with the company? She was here this morning. It was that person I was working with for a year. But she was in a good place. She was in a good place. She was prepared. And she was able to go. And now she's in Atlanta. Spending time with her grandbabies. Still able to do her job. And so forth. In a job she was comfortable with. Not overwhelmed. See, because like you said, sometimes we'll make our choices and our plans. It'll get us in trouble. See, but God will use each person to be, a, sometimes to be that support system that they need, that rescue, until they can get into that other place. But then they ask me, says, well, you know, and, and if you want to put in for that position, and as soon as they said that, God said no. And I looked at him, as soon as, he, as, soon as God said no, I said no. <laughs> he looked at me like. I said, no, let me explain why. And so I went into this age, and then he said, okay, well, I understand. And I said, I'll, but I'll be more than happy to help you out for as long as you need to get somebody else in the position. Well, we greatly appreciate that. Then the plant manager later on said, you know, Jordan, we realize that you stepped away from a very good position to come help us. So we promise, this is what he said, we promise we will give you at least three months' notice before we decide to end this contract. Because we want to be fair and be a, give you an opportunity to find another place. I appreciate that. But when they hired somebody who basically was against the thing I told them, the type of person they needed to hire, they ended up calling me in and saying, we found somebody to fill the position. And it wasn't a safety person which is, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, we found somebody to fill the position, and so we want you to work with them for a little bit, bring them up to snuff and everything to speed, and then we figure the 17th will be the end date of the contract. And automatically in my mind, I said, wait a minute, 17th? That's half the time you told me. And I was getting ready to say something, and the Lord said, shut up. And as soon as the Lord tells me to be quiet, I'm quiet. And then I said, okay, that's fine. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this this because I want to set the person up for success. I said, because I don't want you going backwards. We made our goals for the year. So I want to make sure everything keeps rolling. Okay. And the HR person looked at me. He said, Jordan, I really appreciate your attitude. Because I knew they knew that they had done wrong. <laughs> he said, I really appreciate your attitude. And I just looked at him and said, the Lord wouldn't have me do it any other way. And he just kind of. And then he went on. I never got to spend time with the guy because he never came in. 
but my day came and went. But here's the key, and I want you to understand this. And I needed to tell you all that because I want you to understand how God does things and why it's important for you to step out in the woods. Because it wasn't a couple of weeks later after I left Athens, that job down there, pastor came to me, Pastor Huey. He said, uh, Pastor Jordan, um, I had a dream last night. I said, you did? He goes, yeah. He says, the Lord was telling me it's time for us to expand. I says, okay. He said, um, he showed me two new campuses. I says, okay. He says, one in South Huntsville. He says, and another one in Athens. And I said, okay. He said, he showed me Pastor Angela in South Huntsville, and he showed me you in Athens. And I said, okay. I said, let me pray about it. He said, well, I wouldn't expect anything less from you anyway. So the thing is, and as I prayed about it, the Lord reminded me about the phone call that I got out of the blue from this company to come down and help them. He reminded me about all the ministry that I've been able to take place in that plant, even people that I've had that came from there to visit our church up here. And when we went down to pray, because I always I took a couple of people down with us, Pastor Bernard and his wife, and we went down to pray for the city of Athens because I wanted God to confirm. But see, God had already done the tilling of the soil. And I wasn't even aware that's what he was doing. He'd already got it to where I have connections and know people and so forth in that area. And I didn't even know what he was doing. See, I just had to just trust him one step at a time, not knowing what it was all about or what it was all for. Yeah, you got you to gotta trust. You got to go in them woods. You see, because I know the woods can be good because when I was a little boy, the woods is where I spent all my time talking to God. The time when I felt nobody else understood me. So I'd go out there and just talk to God. People, I'm telling you, the woods is a good place. You just got to get out there and get familiar with the woods. You got to get out there and learn about nature. You'd be amazed at what you find out there in them woods. You don't have to be scared. That's what we get. We get scared. You ain't got to be scared in them woods. Lo, I am with you always. He said, how long? How long, brother? How long? Even to the end. Oh, there you go. You see, the woods will offer you some shelter. The woods will offer you some covering. The woods will offer you some 
You know, you can survive out there in them woods. See, the beach ain't got nothing out there. Sometimes the sun come out and get too hot. Sometimes that sand get between your toes and irritate the daylights out of you. And Lord knows when that sunburn starts to hit. See, the beach is the in-between place. You've got the danger at your back. And you've got your true place of deliverance before you in the woods. See, you've got to be able to say, I'm going to walk forward. Trusting that God is in the woods. Isn't that what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did? <laughs> I know God is in that fire. It wouldn't be in front of me if God wasn't there. He said he'll go before you, didn't he not? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. So even if you think there's danger in the woods, you ain't got to worry about the danger because God's already got it. The woods. We need to be praying for the woods. You need to be just asking God to give you the strength to walk into the woods. Say, it's all good. Some of my best time is when I go up on Montesano Mountain and walk through the woods. Find my place of peace and my quiet. Some of you ought to do it sometime. You realize how good the woods can be. I don't care how much of the city you like. You know that man-made concrete jungle. It don't seem to bring peace like the woods. How many of you gone walking in the woods? You found some interesting stuff in the woods. Look, what's that little crawly thing over there? But the good thing is the woods are interesting. They're exciting. It makes your life a little bit more meaningful. So I want to encourage you today, don't be afraid of the woods. Don't stop at salvation. Go on to the place of deliverance. Deliverance means that you are no longer in danger of that which you were saved from of harming you. That's the difference between being saved and being delivered. My brother back there said a key point, and I want, you to, I want you to take that to heart. In order for deliverance to take place, you have to be willing to be honest with God about yourself. Be honest with God about your fears. Be honest with God about where your enemy really is. If you're struggling with self, put self before God. And when I say put them before God, I don't mean the way you are now where you put, them before, put yourself before God. I mean put yourself at the feet of God. Lord, my ways are not your ways. 
but I want my ways to be your ways. I want to stop trying to get you to see things from my perspective. Teach me to see things from yours. Show me, Lord, how to win your heart so I can win the hearts of others for you. Lord, your word says my life is not my own. I was created for a purpose. Serving you is that purpose. What did he say? All things were created by you, for you, and for your purpose. That's what God says. I was created by God. Without that, you will always have a void. You will always have a void if you're not finding your place in serving God. So my comments to you simply are this. Step toward the woods. Step toward deliverance. Knowing that salvation will follow. Deliverance is the next stage to salvation. A true relationship with God has to have both. Salvation and deliverance. Lord, deliver me into your abundance. Deliver me into a place of your glory and your honor. I don't want to just feel safe. I want to feel secure. I don't want to just feel like I just got out by the skin of my teeth. I want to feel like there's no chance of my ever going back. Because I've gotten so deep into the woods, I can't even see where I've come from. See, the woods can be your friend. <laughs> because it'll separate you from your past. It'll bring you to a new place. How many of you know that's why you got saved in the first place? You wanted someplace new. So why do we try to find so much comfort by hanging around the old stuff? The old you. The old friends. The old places. No. No. God says he's made us brand new. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things. Notice what he said. All things have become new. We just got to start looking in the right direction. We got to start focusing on our future and not our past. He's a good God. And he loves you more than you love yourself. 
Trust that love. Trust that love. I'm telling you as a witness. Over these years, God has taught me there's no greater thing that I can do than to just trust him at his word. And for some of you who would say, well, how do I know it's God's word? The Holy Spirit will confirm. And I don't care what anybody says. If you're a child of God, you know when it's right with God. The only thing that causes us to argue with God is when we want to do what we want to do. In spite of what God is telling us. So I'm telling you right now, just listen to the voice of God. The Holy Spirit is not going to speak anything that's not from the throne of God. So listen to him. Trust him. And here's the key. Trust him enough to move. Trust him enough to put one foot in front of the other. See, trust isn't saying, well, I believe you, Lord. And I'm waiting on you. Now, if God's told you to do it, do it. The time for procrastination is done. It's over. God says, I want my people out of harm's way. The world is changing, and I want my people out of harm's way. If they stay near harm's way where the waves can reach up and grab them, then guess what? Those waves are going to grab them, and next thing you know, they're going to be struggling. Because the world is going to be the world, and the world is going to change rapidly as we speak. How many of you have been watching the news? The world is going to do what God says the world is going to do. And if you're waiting for the world to make you feel safer, it's not going to happen. Because God says, though you're in this world, you're not of this world. So take your rightful place. Step into the woods. Trust God. Don't trust the world. Don't look to others. Look to God. He's the source of your strength. He'll be the source of your wisdom. And he will be the source of your deliverance. God's in the woods, people. Don't you want to be with him? He said he'll, he's a friend that sticketh closer to a brother. You got to be willing to walk with him in the woods. <laughs> he's trying to bring us to the place where he had Adam. You remember Adam? He said God would come down and just kind of walk with him in the just in the middle of the day. Kind of stroll with him a little bit. We used to sing that song. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. 
I'm encouraging you people. Have a little talk. And have a little walk with Jesus. Find your peace. Following him. Because if he goes in front of you, the path in the woods has already been made. You don't have to worry about cutting your own path because you followed him through it. That's what I've learned. I'm here today just to tell you what I've learned. Hoping that you'll realize that I'm nothing special. God said he's not a respecter of persons. The same thing that he's done for me, he'll do for you. All you got to do is be willing to walk with him. Is it always comfortable? No. Because your flesh don't like Jesus. <laughs> and your flesh doesn't like God. And your flesh doesn't like the Holy Spirit. It will argue. How do I know that? Because the Bible says so. The flesh is enmity against God. It's contrary. Learn that. You'll do well to learn that. Because then you'll know how to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. You'll know the difference. I thank God that he's taught me to know the difference. Father, these are your people. Each and every one of them are here because you've appointed them to be here today. You don't do anything by chance. You don't do anything that is an accident. But everything that you do has a purpose. Father, I pray, Lord, that today these have not just been words that have been put out. I pray, Lord, that this today, Father, it's encouragement. I pray today that it be received, O oh God, as an answer to prayer. As a solution to problems. I ask you, Lord, to just pour out your spirit, O oh God, upon your people. And allow a spirit of confirmation. Father, that it's okay. To move. It's okay to change. It's okay to trust you. Father, you want so much for your children. But Father, I pray you let them understand that the things that you have in store for them, the things that you want to give have to be used in a 
different place than where they are. So I pray you give them the strength, the confirmation, the insight to step away from the place of salvation into that place of deliverance, the place of peace, the place to where they can't even see where they came from. That all they can do, Lord, is just enjoy your presence where you are. Draw them to be, Lord, where you are. That they will indeed, oh God, step out of harm's way. And where they can truly be all that you've called them to be. I thank you, Lord, that even right now, you are the deliverer. You, oh God, are the source of peace and strength. So I thank you for the spirit of peace that is able to rest upon this place and for joy that grows out of the peace. Lord, I give you glory and honor for who you are and for who you promised to be in the future in these, these lives that are now here. I pray your will be done now and always. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please visit our website at r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.